The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Each year the parents of Jesus went to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to festival custom. After they had completed his days, as they were returning, the boy Jesus remained behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Thinking that he was in the caravan, they journeyed for a day and looked for him among their relatives and acquaintances. But not finding him, they returned to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been looking for you with great anxiety. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. He went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus advanced in wisdom and age and favor before God and men. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. To the best of our knowledge, never in the 46-year history of the Shrine of Our Lady of the Island has there ever been an outdoor Christmas Mass. Until today. How cool is that? It is chilly, yes, but it is also far too glorious to be inside. And let's be honest about that. We have the opportunity to gather here in this marvelous location where rather than the adornment that we make ourselves, the good things of this world that God has given us surround us as we gather here. Today, the church celebrates the Feast of the Holy Family, a day where the church then insists that we pray for and we reflect upon the gift, the beauty, and the mystery of all of our families. But beginning with the gift and the mystery upon which our salvation rests. One of the remarkable things about the way everything played out since Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden is the importance of the family. We often overlook this, but when Adam and Eve fell in the evening of, in the garden, a marriage fell, a family fell. And they were not just two individuals who were wounded by sin, the family was 
wounded. And that wound propagated itself through the world where in the goodness of the family, there was something broken, something disordered. And we've all experienced the touch of that in some way in our own lives, in our own homes. And note the wonder then of how the Lord desires to save the world. He does it by establishing families. From the family of Abraham and Sarah comes a people that will be uniquely his own. From the family of David the king, a descendant of the family of Abraham, will come that one whose kingdom will endure forever. Until in the very fullness of time, the almighty Lord who could save the world in any way he desires is pleased to come to us through the marriage of Mary and Joseph. A child born into a family. The Holy Family. And why does he do this? To make us his own brothers and sisters. He is born into the human family to adopt us into his family. The mystery of redemption is inseparable from the mystery and the reality of the family. Note how scripture describes what redemption is. We are God's children by adoption. And what is it to be adopted? But to be received into a family one didn't have before. Note how marvelous that is. And so it is then, the church has long taught that at its very best, the family redeemed by Jesus Christ, because salvation involves not just individuals getting to heaven, but the restoration, the healing, the glorification of the life of the family. That there is something about the family life lived well that shows to the world the beautiful mystery of redemption. This is what we celebrate on this day. But it is a reality that we should be celebrating in our living across the year. And so the church puts before us this feast in the octave of Christmas. And an octave is a custom in the Catholic tradition that is very beautiful. It holds that one day is not enough to contain the joy of certain celebrations. And Christmas is one such celebration. And so mysteriously, today, December 26th, in the liturgy of the church, it's still Christmas Day. And tomorrow is still Christmas Day. And so on all the way to January 1st, which is still Christmas Day. 
and in the heart of that long day of Christmas, a particular day is set aside for the family because the family is that important, that glorious, and that good. It's something of a commonplace to hear in the world around us. Christmas time is family time. And what usually comes with that is, and that's why I'm not going to church, it's family time. And the answer of the church is, you're right, Christmas time is family time. And so our Lord and Our Lady would like their family to be with them. And if you think your earthly mother wants her family around her, oh, don't think for a second our Blessed Mother wants you here any less. Wants her family with her any less. Wants to rejoice in the nearness of her children any less. And so we have the beautiful example of the Holy Family in our readings today. And what do we hear that mysterious reading of the finding in the temple? How does it begin? With a family going out from its home to the place where the feasts of the Lord are celebrated. And this is a regular part of who they are. And if anybody had an excuse to stay home and not go out, it was Mary and Joseph. Why do we need to go to the temple? We have Jesus right here in the house. And so when we're tempted with that excuse, I can pray to Jesus just as well at home. They could have done even better. And yet they go with Jesus to the temple. They move, and that movement out of the home to the place where the people of God gather is a part of who they are and what they do as a family. This movement in harmony with Christ. And so it is that in the context of this movement, the Lord teaches us a beautiful lesson in this mysterious incident of on the way home, Jesus is unaccountably missing. And his parents, Mary and Joseph, are confused, troubled, and anxious by this. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but I'm assuming it's 100%. How many of your families have known moments of confusion and anxiousness? How many of your families have had the experience of some kind of mysterious separation or absencing from one another that you didn't quite understand? And notice that the Lord is pleased to put this aspect of family life before our faces too. That in the very perfection of family life, it does not mean there is never anxiety or there is never confusion 
or there is never hardship. And frankly, for all of you, when you have those moments in your spiritual life that you're trying to pray and spiritually all you're getting back is the sound of the crickets chirping at night, and you're wondering where the Lord is and why you can't feel his presence and why he's abandoned you, why he's gone missing. Don't assume it's because you've been doing something wrong. Because if Jesus was pleased to hide himself from Mary and Joseph, what makes you think you're going to be any luckier? Part of the fundamental dynamic of the spiritual life is that the Lord from time to time withdraws from us because he is pleased, even though it confuses us, to have us seek him. And notice that Our Lady and St. Joseph were confused, but they sought him, and they knew where to seek him. And what we see here is not simply a family that goes to the temple, but a family, a marriage, that insists we will seek the Lord until we find him. Note the lesson that is being taught here. We will seek the Lord as husband and wife. We will seek the Lord as a family until we find him him. And so it happens that this family seeks after Christ, moves into Jerusalem to find him, and after several days there's this amazement, this wonderment of seeing him whom they knew and of whom they knew wonderful things would happen suddenly seeing that wonderment before their eyes. Because they had never seen Jesus teach the doctors of the temple before this moment. They had never seen Jesus speak with this kind of wisdom prior to this moment. It's not that they didn't know it was there, but they hadn't seen it, hadn't heard it before. The fruit of seeking the Lord after we feel that we've lost him and then finding him is often that new wonderment. That the Lord whom I knew was always wonderful, always good, has shown me that goodness, has shown me that wonderment in a new way, a greater way, a deeper way. And as Mary and Joseph come to him in their puzzlement, and the Lord gives them that mysterious answer which doesn't seem to explain anything. How could you not know this is where I would be? And you know, you, you know, you'd almost see Mary and Joseph thinking, you know, well, if you would have said something. <laughs> but there are times when the Lord doesn't give us a roadmap to follow him. But once again, consider your own families. How much frustration do we experience in our own family life that isn't intentional? 
where our own insecurity ascribes a negative motivation to what we've experienced. And because we do that, we create, we manufacture reasons to divide ourselves, reasons to separate ourselves. And note that one of the things we see in what the Holy Family goes through is not all of that puzzlement, not all of that confusion that exists between us is the result of sin. Not all of it is the result of someone's viciousness. Not all of that is the result of bad intentions. Some of it is a necessary element of how families need to grow together. And so it is that out of that confusion, a newly united family returns home. And what do we hear but this? Jesus was obedient to them. In other words, he submitted to the life and the order of the home and the family. Everything in our world today says the family is optional, that the good order of the home is a restriction. And what do we see in Scripture? Jesus himself is obedient to it. He submits to it. He makes the good order of the life of the family his order. And by doing so, he honors it, consecrates it, graces it, and blesses it by making it his very own. And it's there at home that Jesus, we hear, grows in wisdom and age and grace before God and man, and not someplace else. And what a great statement that is about you guys, because that means you have a place too, where just like Jesus, you can grow in wisdom and age and grace before God and man, and that place is at home with your mom and dad. What a great statement about the beauty of a marriage. What a great statement about the gift that we give our children. What a great statement about how important your home is in the eyes and the plan of God. That is what we celebrate today. That is what we celebrate. And understand this, for the first 30 years of his life, where did Jesus live? At home. How many years did he preach and work miracles? Three. Do the math. He spent 10 times as much time on earth living the life of the family than he did preaching and working miracles. Because that was how he could give his heavenly father the most glory. Jesus gave God more glory over 30 years by hiding himself in the life of the family than he would have if he spent 30 years working miracles. Consider what that says about your home. 
about your family, about all families. How absolutely marvelous. And so chilly and windy as it is, and patient as you have been, as I've gone through all of this, in just a few minutes, you who have come out of your homes to this place are going to come forward and stretch out your hands and receive him whom your family seeks. And you're going to do it not just as individual believers. You'll come forward as families, stretching out your hands to Christ, whom you find here. And you'll bear him home with you, that your home, too, may be a place where all of us can grow in wisdom and age and grace before God and man. And this is also why, when Mass is over today, Father Pete and I will be here. We'll have two stations in the front of the sanctuary, and we will invite you to come forward as families, individually, so that we can pray a blessing over your family on this day when the church celebrates the Holy Family and therefore all families. Amen.